Hey y'all, welcome to the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast hosted by Kelsey Hamrick and Tara McAdam. We are two sisters who desire to grow in love for Jesus. You are not alone and we want to come alongside you with challenges, laughter, questions, prayers, and the eternal hope of the gospel. Whether you're on your way to work, changing your 10th dirty diaper today, or drinking a glass of sweet tea, we pray you are strengthened and filled with joy from these biblical truths today. Hey friends, welcome back to the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. I am so ready to dive into today's topic because it's something that I definitely struggle with. The title of this episode is, Am I Pursuing Happiness or Holiness? Now, before we get started, Tara and I want to take the time to tell you guys that we had a hard time with this one. Yes. We definitely had to ask for wisdom from several other wise women in our lives. And men. Uh-huh. In order to make sure that what we are going to talk about today is God's truth and not our truth. So that's just the disclaimer. Yes, I was going to say this episode has been in the making for several weeks now, but it's just taken so long for us to just do the digging that we feel adequate enough and having enough conversations to just come to terms with a piece about, you know, talking to you guys about it. So just bear with us today as we kind of navigate through this topic of happiness and holiness. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is a topic the church definitely talks about and has some disagreements on. So, but again, we we've we've done our homework, y'all. So we're pretty confident in what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So, am I pursuing happiness or holiness? My honest answer of what I typically pursue throughout my day is going to lean more towards happiness, and I mean that in like a a selfish happiness, you know, to please myself, not to please God. So, whatever is going to make my life easier and better and more enjoyable is what I tend to strive towards. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys know how much I love definitions. I mean, we've already had an episode on where we just literally looked at definitions of words and hopefully we're going to have more episodes about that. But I want to take a time out and let's just look up the word pursue. So according to Merriam-Webster, pursue means to follow in order to overtake, capture, kill, or defeat. Let me say that one more time. Pursue means to follow in order to overtake, capture, kill or defeat. I mean, I just think this is a really great topic for us to talk about today, especially knowing what the culture tells us when it comes to pursuing happiness. And if you think about it, culture tells us, you know, do what makes you happy. Be whoever you want to be. Mm -hmm. Don't stop until all of your dreams and desires come true. I mean, Kelsey, you can sing it. Don't stop. (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all over, you know, and again, like no matter the cost, make your dreams come true. Right. You have to sell everything you own to become X, Y, and Z, do it, you know? And it's just like, I don't know, this world's version of happiness compared to the true version of happiness that is only found in God are two totally different pursuits. You cannot live a life as a believer and pursue worldly happiness while also living a life trying to pursue holiness in the Lord, which I, you know, I think we both agree produces true happiness. Yes. I think a good Bible verse um, from the Psalms that King David 
David wrote is from Psalm 1611. And it says, you make known to me the path of life. And in your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. The path yeah. of life, in quotes, if you can see my fingers doing air quotes, mm-hmm. yeah. it's narrow. The pursuit of holiness in God through the process of sanctification is not a broad path. It is right. a narrow path. And when we do that, there is a fullness of joy, like da- King David talks about, that is unexplainable. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yeah. You know, I remember having a conversation with you, Tara, about how we grow up thinking that our goal is to get married and have babies and live in a house with a white picket fence and be comfortable, retire at a decent age, and then we die in our sleep at an old age. And yeah, if I mean, that's like, like every Disney movie that you've ever seen. That's <laughs> right. it. You know, well, it's like, like castle, yeah. <laughs> house, picket fence, you know. Yes. It, you know, if y'all are like me, then you're probably making a face right now because, you know, I, I know I totally desired that. And sometimes I still do. If I saw someone with that light, then I was thinking hashtag goals because yeah. <laughs> we've, we've been told our whole lives to pursue the American dream. We can do anything we put our mind to. The goal is to live a long, happy life. But my bubble was busted, thankfully, because the Bible doesn't promise any of that. You know, the Bible tells us to desire to be like Jesus and to pursue holiness. And through that, we'll have the true happiness that comes from the Lord. And uh, one of the Bible verses that makes it so clear uh, in Thessalonians chapter four, verse seven, it says that God called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Yeah, I know I have heard people say, um, you as a believer, you are not supposed to pursue happiness. You are supposed to pursue holiness. Or I've heard it said, you know, we're called to holiness, not happiness. Mm-hmm. And then my first thought when I hear a statement like that is, I mean, does God not want me to be happy? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just, I mean, that's just a raw thought that I have, you know, uh, but I think what it boils down to, you know, the pursuit of holiness brings true happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think that the pursuit of happiness we first think of is just the store brand version of happiness versus the abounding happiness that it brings with knowing God and living a life in surrender to him. John Piper gives an excellent example of this topic of pursuing worldly happiness, like Kelsey was talking about, over true happiness found only in God in his book titled Desiring God. He takes a quote from C.S. Lewis and it says, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Mm-hmm. And again, just that quote, the last statement is just mind changing. We are far too easily pleased. We would rather sit and eat mud pies than come into a full holiday feast waiting for us in Christ. We think if only blank, then I would be happy. Going back to earlier with our examples of the white picket fence American dream. If I only had this job or a husband, a house with the picket fence, this many kids or a kid, I mean, you name it, then I will be happy. So our idea of happiness is like a child eating a mud pie in comparison to the feast of joy and pleasures that God truly desires for us to have and find in him. So, so true. So I opened up a book the other night and a bookmark fell out and there was a quote in it by Maya Lynn and it was just spot on to the American dream that we're talking about. It says, to me, the American dream is being 
being able to follow your own personal calling to be able to do what you want to do is incredible freedom. And so I also want to go back and read some of what comes in the beginning of the passage in Thessalonians. And it says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will is for you to be holy. We are called to live in a way that pleases God. And for anyone who has ever questioned God's will for your life, here it is. God's will is for you to be holy. And also, side note, I do encourage you all to read this whole chapter if you have the time. Thessalonians chapter 4, because he outlines specific impurities and he tells us our goal and he gives us hope for the future. It's definitely an encouraging read. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, nev- you never know. Maybe we'll have an episode titled, What is God's Will for My Life? Where we yeah. can like specifically dig in deeper to this question that I feel like so many people have, especially young people, you know, about to graduate high school and they're about to pick a college and they're about to pick a career path. And they're like, well, what does God want me to do? What am I supposed to do? And I mean, I know I was there at one point. And so you never know. Maybe we could do an episode on that one day. Yeah. Um, but continuing on our conversation, I think Solomon, King Solomon, David's son, is an excellent example to talk about a person who pursued, going back to the word pursued, he pursued every single avenue of happiness that this world has to offer. Right. I mean, the Bible says he did not deny himself anything. He had all wisdom, all money, all the building projects, all the gardens, all the servants, all the wives, all the concubines he desired. I mean, he truly didn't deny himself anything. You can read about him in the book of Ecclesiastes. And 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 he came to the conclusion that after pursuing every possible pursuit of happiness that the world has to offer, that it is all vanity and a striving after the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, he went after the best tasting mud pies that he could ever create, <laughs> purchase or find. And it was still nothing in comparison to the true joy and pleasure that only God can provide by per- by pursuing a life of holiness in him. Yeah. And I think when we're pursuing happiness, sometimes it's easy to imagine God with certain characteristics like love and grace and peace and joy. But for us to also ignore the wrath and the judgment and the command to be obedient and the command to repent, we imagine that God will make us feel good instead of the God who makes us want to be good, if that makes sense. And I I quoted right here, I think it was, I think it was John Piper too. It says, the life of obedience to Jesus will never be a life of only doing what we love to do. There will always be some measure of denying ourselves. The world is too harsh, pain is too real, and we are too sinful to think otherwise. Right. And I think, like you said, even just being willing to be sanctified uh, as a believer opens up the possibility that suffering and things that make us uncomfortable as far as growing in our pursuit of holiness, Mm -hmm. um, it just shows that we're willing to do that if if it's going to create, you know, create us more like Jesus, you know. Right. But, you know, just like Kelsey said, God desires for us to look like Jesus and be obedient to his commands out of love for him. It all flows out of love. Right. And he will discipline us when he needs to. And and in Hebrews 12, uh, verse six, it says, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves. So because God loves us, he disciplines us. And it may not be pleasant, but it is for our good. And if our desires and dreams are becoming idols, then God's going to prune us and he's going to redirect our gaze to him. Yeah. If it's selfish centered, if it's a selfish centered, if it's a prideful uh, desire, if it is, I mean, anything other than in the pursuit of him and for his 
his glory, we can expect that he's going to he's going to give us the rod of discipline, which we are thankful for. I do think just something else to think about, too, is, you know, in James chapter one and 17, it talks about, you know, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And, you know, I think, too, we have to remember that our life that we have here from God is good. And our definition of good and what makes us happy, it has to be based on what God calls us good. And we're only going to find that in the Bible. And if our pursuit of holiness and our appreciation of the gifts that he has given us leads us to true worship in him, then we will experience this authentic joy that we're we're talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. So another point that I want to make is that pursuing holiness will lead us to happiness. One thing when we were talking to Jeremy, Tara's husband, about this, he was like, I mean, I don't think God wants us to just walk around being miserable people. And we don't think that either. So whenever we say pursuing happiness or holiness, we're not talking about having to choose one over the other, but pursuing holiness will lead us to happiness. Mm -hmm. It just may not be in the way that our world describes it, but God is the true fountain of joy. And I read another John Piper quote, I think it's that same article. It said, when we say God is most glorified in you, when you are most satisfied in him, we are saying the essential warfare of holiness or sanctification is the warfare to be satisfied in God. You know, in Christ, we find this inseparable connection between our obedience and joy, between our pursuit of true holiness and the experience of true happiness. I just, I I love that. (laughs) I love that. And uh, Hebrews 12 says, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. If we pursue the happiness that our world offers, then we aren't living any differently from anyone else. How would people know that we are Christians if our actions and desires are the same as those who are not Christians? If we're trying to shine the love of Jesus into the world and we want people to see Jesus in us, then we have to strive for holiness, which means doing things in a way that doesn't come easy because it's going to look different from everybody else. That's so true. That is so true. I love that statement that you said, in Christ we find this inseparable connection between our obedience and joy, between our pursuit of true holiness and our experience of true happiness. I mean, I feel like that's the big idea of today's episode. That is Absolutely. the take-home message. That is what we want you to walk away from today's episode with. Yeah, they um, go hand in hand. They do. But continuing, again, um, quoting from this this article we're talking about um, uh, that was about John Piper's book, Desiring God. You know, he says, by distancing holiness from happiness, we create a false dichotomy, you know, and, and the word dichotomy means a division into two especially mutually exclusive or contradictory groups or entities. So like an example would be good and evil. You know, good mm-hmm. and evil is a dichotomy. They're totally different. But when we distance holiness from happiness, we're creating a false dichotomy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're creating a division that should never have been divided. Um, and some, some just encouraging Bible verses, you know, there are so many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. That's from Psalm 4, 6, and 7. You know, God gives us so much joy in our heart when He is our pursuit, more than anything else that this world has to offer. I mean, the Mm -hmm. joy He gives us is, I mean, imagine like a big juicy cheeseburger. (laughs) And the joy that the world offers is like the plastic cheeseburger in my kids' play kitchen in our play playroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, there's no comparison. There's nothing in comparison to the real thing. Another encouraging Bible set of Bible verses is from Psalm 16, 9 through 11. It says, therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure 
for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. When the Lord is near and we are pursuing holiness, there is full joy in our hearts, and He has true pleasures forevermore. So again, take home message. It's not happiness or holiness. It's our pursuit of holiness is what's going to produce the only true source of happiness, which comes from the Lord. There is no real happiness apart from God. I think the challenge, my challenge to myself and to you, Kelsey, and our listeners today is what does your pursuit of happiness look like? Are you pursuing worldly happiness? Are you pursuing holiness, which leads to the only true happiness that can come only from God? Yeah, those those are great reflection questions for sure. And and they're tough to answer, honestly. I think for us, it's it's so tempting to pursue the American dream, especially when those desires aren't all, you know, quote unquote, bad desires. Mm. I don't want anyone to feel discouraged or think that to be a Christian, you have to give up wanting to be happy. Remember, the word gospel means good news. OK, it's good news. So let's not believe the lie that we can't have both happiness and holy holiness. Let's believe the truth. Both holiness and happiness are necessary for a life centered on Jesus. As we are learning more about God and experiencing his goodness, we will stop trying to find happiness apart from God. That's right. And, you know, Jesus says in the book of John, chapter 15, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. In some versions, it says complete. And in some versions, it says so that your joy will overflow. And I think that's what deep down innately in our heart, that's what every human being wants is mm-hmm. that overflowing joy. And mm-hmm. and again, apart from God, apart from Jesus, you know, that's why he came is to give us a joy unthinkable, a joy unspeakable, a joy unexplainable. Mm-hmm. But this is a tough subject. This is a tough topic. And we, again, we don't ever claim to be experts. We are always students and we are always disciples learning. Yep. Um, and so this is just one area that we have been able to dive into a little bit. And we hope that today's episode has encouraged you. We hope that if you've had this kind of wrestle inside of, does God want me to be happy? Or am I supposed to live a life of super self-discipline where I take no pleasure in anything and anything he's created? I just hope that today's episode has kind of shed new light or even given you a different perspective on pursuing holiness and pursuing happiness through the Lord and through your pursuit of holiness and that it has been encouraging and challenging to you to lay down everything at his feet and just say, you know, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Any last final thoughts, Kels? I hope that if anyone out there is struggling with this topic, that you feel a lot more clear on it than you did before you listened. Yes. I know that I I have done so much on it that I... (laughs) Like we do. That's right. That's right. Anyways, I think it'd be cool at the end of our show or sometimes maybe the beginning to just share something a little bit about us so that our listeners feel like they can get to better know us because I've had so many people that were like, I loved episode one because I feel like I got to know you and Kelsey and we dive so deep into content that that sometimes I'm just like, I'm just rolling with it. And I'm like, well, I want them to kind of, it's not about us, but I do want our listeners to feel like they are getting to know us a little bit better, even as they journey with us through right. um, our episodes. Maybe what's one quirk that you have about yourself that you're like, is just really weird, or maybe a couple different quirks that's just like, you like things a particular way or a certain way that's not necessarily normal. One weird thing when 
whenever I load the dishwasher. I cannot stand for forks and knives to be face up. I want them to be face down. It drives oh, me crazy. That so is a for quirk. those of you out there, I'm like that with toilet paper too. It's got to be on top, not underneath. Oh, you know? I'm the same. I'm the same. I'm <laughs> on top toilet paper. Yes. Mm. Yes. Sorry to all you under folks. Okay, so here's a quirk for me. I am really weird. When I go into a public restroom, and let's let's say it's got a bunch of stalls, like, I mean, it could have five, it could have 10. The very first time I go in and I pick a stall, I don't care the rest of the time I go there, I will always use that stall. And it, it, if there's nobody mm. in the bathroom except one person in the stall that I always go in, I will patiently wait or be distracted doing something else so they don't feel like I'm waiting until I can go into that stall. That is so weird. Isn't you that are weird? weird. <laughs> yes. Like, but it's like, it's like an OCD thing that I can't. It's so funny. Yeah. So anyways, we just wanted you guys to feel like, I don't know, that's really random, but at least you're getting to know us a little bit better and see our dorky, quirky sides. So mm-hmm. if you're in my bathroom stall, get out. <laughs> I'm glad that we got to talk a little bit about us just so our listeners can get to know us more. But again, it's not about us. It's about God. And our our biggest encouragement today is just pursue holiness, y'all. Pursue trying to be more like Jesus and you are going to live a life that's full of joy. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, we love you. Love you. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast so you can continue along on this journey with us. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple so that others can find our podcast and be encouraged by these gospel conversations too. Also, follow us on Instagram for upcoming content, news about our podcast, and more. Thank you so much for listening, and we're looking forward to you joining us on our next episode. See y'all next time.